what is the value of prosecuting perpetrators of civil rights era crimes against blacks and their allies? Because the system has to work. Okay, one of the, one of the main things about the civil rights movement was that uh, poor blacks, African Americans, was not part of the system. They were not participating in the system. The system didn't care about them. So in order for people to realize that they are a part of the system, the system has got to work for everyone. That's why it's important to prosecute. Uh, the system has got to work. And just as it was a, if it was a white victim that was murdered 10, 15, 20 years ago, the system will work for them. If it was a wealthy individual, the system will work for them. The system has got to work for those people participating in the civil rights movement. Their lives are just as valuable as anybody else's lives are. Uh, it was it was it was a, a old saying by uh, I think it was Anna Devine who said that until the life of a black man is just as valuable as the life of a white man, she's going to continue to fight in the struggle. So the system has got to work. There's, there's, it does it should not. The system should not determine the value of a life by the color of the victim. That said. What are the limitations of these prosecutions? There should be no limitation, but the limitation is the same that has always been in the past. It's part, part race and part political. Um, uh, unfortunately, the, 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 the political process is involved in the criminal justice process. Let me give you an example. Uh, Mike Moore, when he was Attorney General of the state of Mississippi in 1999, asked several of his, two of his assistants to look into whether or not prosecution of the murders of James, Andy, and Mickey would be feasible. Their recommendation was pretty much, yeah, go on and prosecute, but they could not answer the political question. He refused to prosecute because of the political backlash that that would cause. Uh, Mike Moore conducted a survey, a poll of Neshoba County in Philadelphia, Mississippi, of the white citizens in that county whether or not they wanted a prosecution, and they overwhelmingly said no. So he, he, his political ambitions prevented him from prosecuting. The biggest limitation there is is that it's the, it's the limitation of politics that these district attorneys, local prosecutors have because they are politically ambitious, and they're not willing to go against the power structure. In 1964-65, the, the Justice Department offered the state of Mississippi the evidence to prosecute on murder, on murder, or prosecute the, the perpetrators on murder charges. The governor himself said that he would, they were not going to take this information. He ordered the state attorney general, at that point whose name I believe was Johnson, not to take the information, not to use the information, because he says that uh, no judge in the state of Mississippi will prosecute or will convict or will allow trial to go forward on the state level of these individuals who committed this crime. The, lim the biggest limitation there is, the, uh, other than the fact that some over the period of time witnesses have died off, some of the evidence have, been, have, have probably been missing or destroyed, the biggest limitation that has always exists, even when there's a lot of evidence, is that, is that of the political ambition of the local DAs. And that's the biggest problem in the criminal justice system now. Uh, the, the, the discretionary that local DAs have, and they apply that discretion based on politics, based on their ambitions, their political ambitions, and that's, that should not take place. That distorts the system, it, it, it creates distrust in the system, and that's why right now, today, these cases are being fought to be open. People are 
You know, we got to go through this political process. It's not a criminal justice process as it should be. Beyond the, the questions of how to uh, successfully and appropriately prosecute the suspects in these cases, there's broader issues around uh, government accountability. Um, as I mentioned before, I, I know that you've written forcefully in the past and spoken forcefully about the Sovereignty Commission, for example. How can we hold government accountable uh, for what happened to your brother and to others? Uh, I, I believe there's two ways. I believe first there's got to be a criminal prosecution of the people participating in the crime. And then, and that includes now individuals who created the atmosphere. In other words, they, they aided and abetted the crime by creating the atmosphere for the crime, by supporting the, the, the murderers, and, and, and by giving them information. For an example, in the case of my brother, the Sovereign Commission passed along information to the Ku Klux Klan. And we know that the Sovereign Commission in most of these southern states in the 60s was made up of politicians, wealthy businessmen, and the White Citizens Council. If we begin to prosecute these people, uh, prosecute, we begin to prosecute these people, then we begin to hold them accountable. Hold them accountable. Another, another key is in holding people accountable, particularly state state agencies for these crimes, is that you take the political process out of the criminal justice system, and it has to be done. Uh, you, and that means now it, it not only will affect these crimes of the past, but it will also affect perhaps future crimes. People will realize that they cannot hide behind their political clout or their relationship to politicians, and they will be prosecuted, including the politician. You've got to take the political process out of the criminal justice system. And what, what would be a, a concrete example of that? Well, look at what happened. Look, look at what happened in the, in the case of the, of the Birmingham, of the, the bombing of the church in Birmingham. Uh, the Justice Department investigated. The local DA did not want to prosecute, so he deputized federal prosecutors to prosecute the case on a state level. That's what should happen in all of these cases. That takes the heat and the pressure off the local DAs, and then it allows for a thorough, vigorous prosecution by people who do not have that political baggage, who are not looking for, uh, who not who are not politically ambitious on a state level. Final question that it just seems like I can't interview you on this day, but asking, which is, you know, you just had a funeral for your mother who um, had all these years, more than 40 years, of, um, of suffering the loss of her son and waiting, um, you know, for there to be some, some resolution um, and that there was, there was a trial in 2005, and I think, you know, we both know what the limitations of that trial were. So I, I just wonder what, if you have any further reflections tonight, having just, you know, gotten back from the funeral of your mom and, um, and been there to support her all these years. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in the system. In fact, I'm angry at the system. And you know, it's—I guess you could say—I'm angry at at how blind people are about the system called the criminal justice system. Um, that was no justice. It was—it was—it was, a, it was a, really a sham. And and information is available, and it's going to be coming out soon in several 
mediums about how the, the DA did not vigorously in the grand jury proceedings pursue the indictments against the remaining defendants, the remaining people who participate in this crime. And one reason is that uh, one of these guys is a billionaire, and he gives campaign donations each year to his U.S. congressional representative. And this is what I'm talking about, the politics in the system. This guy's protected by a U.S. congressman. Now, I don't know if he gives campaign donations to the local DA, but I do know that this, on a state level, state officials look up to and follow the lead of the federal officials. And um, I'm just I'm disappointed. I'm sad that 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 my mother could not see. My mother grew up in a time in Purity, Mississippi, where it was believed that the death, the murder of a black man by a white man would never be prosecuted. Uh, she had a great uncle Lynch. She 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 when she was a child, she watched, she saw a black male hanging from a tree who was lynched. When she was about five, six years old, she saw this. And in 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 her time of growing up, it was just natural. It was a thing that you you could kill a black man if you were white and get away with it. And unfortunately, um, she took that to her grave. You know, uh, there's still seven people who murdered her son. One is a billionaire. One is an ex-state uh, legislature. And these are powerful and influential people. They have used that clout over the past 40-something years to avoid prosecution. And uh, they use their political and economical clout to avoid prosecution. And these are local heroes. You know, they're, they're, they're well-known in their communities. And it, I don't understand how this representative, this U.S. congressional representative, uh, can say he's representing all the folks in that community when he's taking money from a murderer, from a Klansman. Um, I'm just disappointed and, and sad that that the struggle continues. You know, we, we this should should have been over with 40 years ago. Most definitely it should have been over with in 1989. And without a doubt, it should have been over with in 2005. Everybody should have been prosecuted in 2005, and it hasn't happened. So uh, it's, a, it's an ongoing battle. 